0: Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for
1: success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle
0: hello friends welcome to our third episode of season five this is this just feels so good to be back in our <laughs> normal episodes
1: up. back in the groove yes yes absolutely
0: like but thank y'all for joining us for today's very exciting pros and cons of long distance dating episode
1: yes but, So mm, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. we're still getting back in the groove there we go okay but no let's remind everyone really quick of our new schedule so we are still doing our episodes every Wednesday, obviously we're here today, but like we've talked about in a couple of previous episodes, we are moving couch cast to just every other week. One is going to be normal listener question, like we've always done, but then we're also going to on the off weeks from that. So every other week, um, we are going to have a couch cast of sorts that is for the boys and we have come up with a name for it, I'm trying to figure out what we wanted to call this, so keeping in mind that our whole like point of wanting to do this was to kind of give guys a look into a girl's brain when it comes to dating, and like maybe some things that we see a lot from guys. and then we're like, "I wonder if they know what we really think about this or that sort of thing. So we are going to be calling those backstage passes, because it is an inside look behind the scenes into what girls think about dating on certain things, and we want to make that available to the boys. So. That is going to be this Friday. Um, So if you guys have friends in your lives, have brothers, have boyfriends, whoever, let them know, send them a link, get them to listen, and maybe we can answer some of their questions. Y'all, I'm so excited about this. Also,
0: Bethany came up with the name, and we had thrown out, and by we, I mean she, because I'm terrible (laughs) at naming things, had thrown out a bunch, and we were kind of, yeah, like we're getting closer, and then she said this, and I was like... Yes. Backstage (laughs) Pass is the perfect name. And so I'm just really pumped for this episode. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be super fun. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, we have started a newsletter that we are sending to you guys every single week. We give you kind of a recap of that week's episode. We give you a sneak peek into the upcoming either CouchCast or Backstage Pass episode. And we also give y'all a list of just helpful resources that can be of use to you in your Dating experience in your walk with the Lord. So we'll send you a combination of some sort of either blog posts, podcast episodes, sermon series, books whatever we have found helpful recently that we would like to pass on to you. So if you have not already, you can subscribe to that by either going to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, and there's a newsletter button at the top that you can just click on that and give us your email address, or you can go to the link in our Instagram bio, and there is a button there where you can sign up for the newsletter as well. So thank you to those of you who have recently signed up for it. We're very excited to now have you as part of our email family, but if you haven't, make sure you go do that. And also, just as a quick reminder, since we plugged Instagram, if you're not following us on social media, you should go do that. We're on Facebook at Looking For The Middle Podcast and on Instagram at LFTM underscore podcast. That's so, us. Go do that if you're not driving. And if you are driving, <laughs> please don't do that until you're stopped uh, in a parking lot, not at a red light, because that's what I would do. And I am not a good example <laughs> when it comes to patience with wanting to do things on my phone. Okay question of the daytime i am ready are you ready okay bethany yes what dessert would you want for a special occasion Ooh. okay
1: so there's this dessert that my grandmother makes and it sounds super basic but it is the best thing ever y'all know how i feel about oreos first of all yes um i don't know that it even has like an official name we just kind of call it oreo dessert
0: I don't think I've still, I don't, I have never had Oreo dessert. I have been friends with your family for 15 years and I don't think I've ever had Oreo dessert. Ah, I think. I'm a bad friend. Wait, let me back up. I think I've had Oreo dessert, but it was not made by. By granny. granny. Oh. So okay. I do take the back. I feel like okay. it. But it was recently that I had it. So okay. it hasn't been super long, but yes. I don't think I've had Granny's version. Okay, we will have to make one. So it's, I need to talk to it, Granny. It's
1: super basic. You literally make like a made from scratch Oreo, like pie crust type thing. You put it in a pan um, and like a baking pan, like 9 by 13. Yeah. Then you get a half gallon or a gallon of ice cream and you slather it on there real thick. But then, and I know it sounds basic. <laughs> But the the secret isn't you. Then make this homemade, from scratch, chocolate sauce Mm. that goes on the top of it, and then you like freeze the whole thing. So like the chocolate is like fudgy on the top, Mm. and I'm telling you, it is to die for. Like it, hands down, the only thing I would ever want on a special occasion.
0: My mouth's watering. It's so good. (laughs) Dang, that sounds good. Mine is not homemade. (laughs)
1: Oh, I, know, I bet I know what um, yours is. What do you think it is? The tiramisu from Olive Garden. Absolutely. Y'all, uh, oh my gosh. It's
0: just, <laughs> it's so good. I only get it once, maybe twice a year. I get it on my birthday. And then if there's one other time I go to Olive Garden, I get it. But it's, it's light, like it's not too heavy, but it's just, it's got that little coffee taste to it and the chocolate and the, oh my word. <laughs> I, well, what's really bad is... When we go for my birthday, you know most people get dessert, Uh but my like my mom and my nanny'll split one, and my dad'll be like, "Oh, Kristen, can I have some of yours?" I'm like, "No, you certainly cannot. You can order your own, or you can have some of mom and nanny's, but I am eating this whole thing. And if y'all have extras, you better believe I'm eating that too.
1: Yes. So y'all, it's so good. If you
0: haven't tried it, you should.
1: Now I want dessert. Yeah,
0: seriously. Why are we doing this in the middle of the day?
1: gosh
0: oh that's too funny okay so let us jump in to today's episode which is the pros and cons of long distance dating and we thought it would be fun to kick things off with giving you guys a little bit of background on mine and bethany's dating histories in the context of long distance so bethany why don't you kick oh, us off hey
1: you're so welcome um, okay i have been in a couple of long-distance relationships. The one within Georgia, but still long-distance. And then the other one not within Georgia. It was quite a bit further. Um, neither of those relationships worked out. Obviously, I'm mean, I'm single. So neither of them worked out. Um, and I would say maybe the distance was a... In one more than the other. Was a contributing factor. But it was not the cause of the, them ending or it going poorly. Um, I I think in both cases, it, it almost served to bring to light faster issues that were there that might not have been noticed if it had been local. Mm. If that makes sense. It does make sense. It added a little bit of a pressure environment to it that wouldn't have been there otherwise. Um, but, I mean, even now, I, I definitely do. I am not coming from a place of negativity when it comes to long-distance relationships, personally. I, 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 I can't say I like them. I, I don't have... You don't dislike them. I don't. And I don't have a bad view from my past experience, either. So, I will... Yeah, I will... Full disclosure, I am not coming at this to bash long-distance relationships. I don't think they're all all bad. Yeah. No, I would agree. Um,
0: I have had two and a half long distance relationships <laughs> and I say half because this the guy I dated in college we started dating when we were um, both at the same school and then I ended up transferring so the last three months of our relationship we were it wasn't really that far but it was long enough to where you couldn't just like date like you would if someone lived 20 minutes away. it took some coordination yes yeah so but the most recent two relationships i've been in uh the guys lived out of state so each about like three and a half hours ish away so not i haven't i have a kind of strict rule as far as i don't really seek out relationships beyond like the bordering states (laughs) yeah just because And Bethany has, well, I don't know if this is still her rule because she's expanding her horizons. But (laughs) if you can't meet in the middle for the day, then it's too far.
1: Yeah. And that's always been my rule of thumb is that if you couldn't, on a whim, on a random Saturday, just because you want to see each other, drive to the middle and hang out for the day and go home, then it's too far. Mm -hmm. But I am, yes. Slowly, maybe. I'm amending that rule.
0: Or open to yeah. I I
1: don't know. I'm I don't know. Seeing what's out there a little. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I would say I do think that with the first long distance relationship, like the full (laughs) the full one I was in, the distance played a big part in it not working. Um, I really I ended that one. So for context, the second one I did not end. Um, I don't believe the distance had that much to do with yeah. it from what was communicated to me so I don't feel like it did yeah um at least from my perspective and that was probably the most positive long distance mm-hmm. experience that I had had um but full disclosure <laughs> I came to Bethany the other day and was like I don't know if I want to do this <laughs> I don't know if I'm not that there was anybody specifically but just like uh I kind of like the idea of just wanting to date somebody local. And one, because I've never been able to really do that. Like I have not dated somebody that lived locally to me, like not at a college since I was in high school.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, same for me. And we've talked about this separately. You know, I don't know what it is, but our area does not seem to be, a great dating area and i don't know why i cannot figure it out um but yeah it seems like no matter what we're having to expand out some Mm -hmm. so i'm not sure i'm not sure either but
0: i i will say i don't think that long distance relationships are all bad i think if you both go into them with the right mindset the right prioritization mm-hmm. and the right commitment to it, then they can most definitely work. Oh, um, yeah. so I'm not, I'm with Bethany. I'm not coming in like jaded being like, Oh, these are the worst and you should never do them. <laughs> um, are they my first choice? No. Yeah. But am I totally against them? No. So,
1: yeah, I definitely think there are different personality types that do better with long distance relationships. I think you can maybe be a little bit more predisposed than other people to it. Um, but I also think it takes a big amount of self-awareness because like we're going to talk about, especially because communication is such a huge part of this knowing where you're strong in communicating, knowing where you're weak in communicating, knowing, you know, your time needs and what you need from someone you're dating and what that looks like. And being aware of that is huge going into a long distance relationship. Um, Because uh, you you know yourself, but every person that you're dating is going to be different. So just like locally, no two relationships are the same. No two long distance relationships are going to follow the exact same mold. And so, but you know yourself. So having that self-awareness is huge in this, I think. It has helped me a lot in the past, for sure. That's a great point.
0: Okay, so let's start on a happy note. Okay. And let's start with the pros of long distance dating.
1: So I think, well, let's just start with communication because we were just talking about that. And I do think there are some pros to being in a long distance relationship when it comes to communication in that since face-to-face communication, okay, with the exception of like FaceTime, but like in person, I guess we could say communication is not going to be your norm, then you're forced to really talk about bigger things that you wouldn't ordinarily talk about as soon. Um because you're there's more investment to seeing each other in person there's more investment to that first meeting and so you'll talk about big things earlier because you're not even going to get to that point of putting in the expense and the time to meet in person if you know the big deal breakers don't line up whereas if you're local it's like hey let's just go grab coffee and chat and there's just more more on it from the beginning but I think that's a pro to it. You find those things out earlier and I think you can work through like mismatched communication style issues, so to speak, a little quicker. They come up faster because you're not sitting there talking in person. And so, like I said, if you're aware of where your communication weaknesses are and you can talk through that and kind of make someone else aware of that then I think you're going to be better off because so much when it comes to misunderstanding and hurt feelings and even some conflict is just a mismatched communication. But if the other person knows, like if you both know about each other, how you communicate and how maybe you struggle to communicate, I think it'll help to make that a smoother transition.
0: Can you give like a specific example of what like a mismatched communication style or issue would be?
1: One may be, um, if, how, how do you communicate when you, you've had a long day at work or you're really stressed? If, I mean, cause it has been an issue for me in the past of, I am a verbal processor. So when I've had a really long, stressful, frustrating day at work, I want to tell you all about it. And I'm going to process my frustration by talking about it. And by the time I'm done talking, I'm over it most of the time. So... That's how I communicate. So we default to assuming everyone else does the same thing. But if the guy that I'm dating is not a verbal processor and his solution to a long day at work or a stressful day is that he just needs to internally process that. And he's really quiet. I'm going to interpret that as he's mad at me Mm -hmm. and I have nothing to do with it. But if I don't know that about his communication style, Then I'm assuming he's mad at me. I'm walking on eggshells and I don't understand what the problem is. And it snowballs from there. Whereas if we had just said, hey, I have a really, I had a really, you know, awful day at work. And we, I don't talk through it right away. That's all it takes. You know, just so you can get through those things quicker because you're relying on that verbal communication. I think that's good. That's a great um, example.
0: Even though I put you on the spot. So sorry. (laughs) Okay. Next pro of long distance dating. I've almost said online dating four times already. Long distance (laughs) dating is that you get to miss them. And oh, I know (laughs) cue the, cue the rom-com vibes. Um, But seeing someone that you don't get to see all the time, like it's more special and fun when you do get to see them, you appreciate it more, you make the most of it. You don't take it for granted. It's like that a uh, Hallmark Christmas movie we watched with the um, Which one? <laughs> yes, the well, Mark Blucas was in it obviously, but it was the one where he was the soldier and he got deployed and yes. then he came back and all the it was a bunch of army wives and they were talking about the reunions make it worth it. Yeah. And I loved that line cuz I was like, oh that's really that's really sweet. sweet. <laughs> and so when you aren't seeing each other every day, It is more special when you do get to reunite and then you miss them while you don't get to see them. And there's something healthy about that. There's something really uh, healthy, I think, for a relationship about not being around each other 24-7 because, I mean, you hear about when couples get married – there's this learning curve of oh my gosh I'm around you all the time yeah. and you're always here and we're eating every single meal together and we are planning everything together and you load the dishwasher differently <laughs> and why do you put the ac on 75 in the middle of the summer you know all and it's funny but there are all these things that start to intentions that come up when you're spending all that time mm-hmm. together and eventually you work through it but for now and enjoy the ebb and flow of seeing them, but not seeing them constantly. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget my mom, t- which my parents didn't date long distance, but when they got engaged, it was right before, I think it was the week before they got married, my mom remembered thinking, like, I'm so close to not having to say goodnight anymore, mm. like, or goodbye when uh-huh. he leaves. And, but there was this kind of build up and this sweetness to yeah okay we're gonna see each other for a while and then we're gonna not see each other for a little bit and so yeah it sucks you don't get to see them all the time if you're long distance but don't miss out on the
1: positive side of that too I guess I would say very true I think another um another pro to I almost said online too. yes (laughs) to dating long distance is that you are going to see more quickly how your partner deals with adversity on big and small scales, it could be, how do they handle the unknown? And it's something as small as like, okay, if we're meeting in the middle and let's say you're three states apart or two, I don't know, whatever you meet, you're driving to meet each other in the middle for the day and he's planning a date. He doesn't know this town. He doesn't know the city. He's planning something and he has no idea. And so it's something as simple as how does he handle the unknown of that? That's not always a smooth thing. How does he think on his feet? How does he... And I mean, whether someone thinks on their feet quickly or not is not inherently a pro or a con, but you want to know that about them is all I mean. Mm -hmm. So you'll see those things. Um, You'll see how do they handle not getting their way all the time. You know, they're not going to be able to, you all aren't going to be able to see each other every time you want to. There's going to be compromise. There's going to be giving up things to see each other instead. And so just seeing how does someone deal with that. And then like we talked about before, how do they communicate when they're frustrated? That one's huge. And one thing that I always encourage people who are long distance is to remember that when you do see each other, like Kristen said, you've got to miss them. And it's this really special thing. But keep in the back of your mind that because you're not seeing them in the everyday situations every day. You're seeing someone who's putting their best foot forward every time they see you. And it's this big special thing because you don't see each other all the time. And you're doing the same thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I don't mean it in like a, they're trying to be tricky, but that's just how we work. And so you're going to see someone's best side every time you see them. So you want to be purposeful in looking for those little things of how do they handle day to day stressors, because you won't see that as much when you're together, because it's more of an event when you're together.
0: No, that's so true. And we'll get into kind of like the cons of that too here in a second. Yeah. But yes, I think it's like Bethany said, it's not a bad thing, but it's just, it's a lens to look through of, hey, they've got their best foot Mm -hmm. forward. They're at a hundred percent pretty much the whole time we're together, which is really great. But then, you know, you keep that in mind as you are um, evaluating the relationship as you go. Yes. Another pro is that you get to be more creative in your relationship. Aren't you so excited? Oh, my gosh, yes. This is a fun one. And, you know, when you think about, okay, I may not see this guy for three weeks in person or however long you're going. This will depend on your distance, obviously. You have to get more creative in the meantime of how you're going to spend time together, how you're going to make the time you have special and not just – oh, I'll fit you in when I can yeah. kind of a thing. You really got to make it clear that you are making him a priority and he has to do the same for you. Like I know Melanie and Trey had, I don't know if they did this multiple times a week, but when they were, um, they obviously dated long distance, but they, I think it was every Tuesday night or every Thursday night at seven o'clock, it was like it was a date. And so mm-hmm. they FaceTimed and they had dinner. So they would, I think, I may be making this up, but you can do this, Um, (laughs) but you could both bring your dinner, and you sit there, and you talk across the screen, but you're still eating, and it's like a date, right? and that's what they did on the weeks that they weren't seeing each other, and so whatever that looks like for you, you know, make it fun, and make it interesting, and I'm not saying you have to be, like, go crazy or anything, but just really show that, Hey, this is important to me yeah. spending time with you and getting to know you, even when I can't see you in person is a priority. And so let's figure out how to continue to make that happen. Even when we can't meet up.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that, that creativity will serve you well. If this relationship works out and you're in the same, you're married, you're in the same place. Like, okay, so great. Now you're in the same place all the time, as opposed to being apart all the time. And so you're still gonna. that. Creativity will set a precedent that I think will serve you well. Um, but just remember it's not, well, we can't see each other in person. So our only option is to talk on the phone. Like those with technology, what it is today, get creative with it and incorporate things that you like. I was dating someone once who we both really liked sports and it was, um, basketball playoffs. And so we would get on the phone and we would pick a game to watch and we would both put our TVs on the phone and sit there and watch the game together. Not put. I said put the game on our phone. Put the game on TV, and we were on the phone with each other, um, and it wasn't this like pressure phone conversation. If we always have to, have, I mean, there was long silences because we're both just sitting there watching the game, and you know we'd comment or did you see that or why did he pass that or like that's what we talked about. You know that kind of thing, which probably sounds like torture to some of you who may not like sports as much. But whatever that thing is, you know, get creative around a common interest yeah netflix party if y'all
0: haven't done yeah. this so melanie bethany Lindsay, and i every week we have now started watching new girl well i have started watching new girl they have all watched <laughs> new girl i have never watched it all the way through and so every tuesday or wednesday night we get on at 8 30 melanie's baby is in bed everybody's on their <laughs> respective laptops and there's a little chat bar that's just like a plugin in uh-huh. Google Chrome, and you all sit there and watch the same Netflix show, and then you can chat back and forth. So
1: it's really fun. It's super
0: fun. So, even something like that, you can watch anything on Netflix and just sit there and chat about it while you watch it together. Yeah. So, lots of opportunities here for you to get creative while you are not in the same place.
1: I will say this this time, meaning 21st century. It's easier than it ever has been to date long distance. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying with technology and travel and all of that being what it is now is easier than ever to try to take on a long distance relationship.
0: I could not agree more. We, we have it easy compared to people like 50 years ago. Oh, totally. Again, not necessarily easy across the board, but easier. Yes. So good distinction.
1: Okay. Next pro. And this one. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not going to be a pro with everyone because it is not a pro with Kristen. Nope. This is a pro for me. This is a con for (laughs) me. And people like me, I guess you (laughs) could say. I love that in a long distance relationship, I rarely feel smothered. There, there is a slow build to a long distance relationship. A lot of times that I like, um, it's okay that it goes slower. It's okay that it takes more time to get to a more serious place. And I like being able to see because of some of those other things you get to see day-to-day life more. I like that slow build. Um, you know, and I like that you ease into talking and texting all the time. If I go from, let's say it's online and you start talking to a guy and it goes well. And so you've messaged for a few days and then you exchange numbers. And if he immediately jumps to texting me all day, I mean, Kristen will tell you, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't have enough to say to you. I don't know you well enough to talk all day. And I feel smothered and stressed. And so I like that it kind of, the distance kind of builds that in for you. That, that slow progression, which I like. Yes.
0: We'll get to our differences on this one, but and (laughs) it's not a bad thing to go either way on this. This is just going to depend on your personality and how you prefer to date and it's totally if you don't like to be smothered fantastic and and even if I that's not what I default to I totally understand where Bethany's coming from and same for me and so this isn't a oh you better fall on one side or the other kind of thing it's just it's good for you to know um which side you fall on before you get into a long distance relationship because if you're like Bethany is being like oh this is great this is even possibly ideal circumstances for what I, how I like to progress in a relationship. Whereas me, I'm a little more hesitant because I know this about myself that I would prefer to be a little smothered. Um, And I know that that's harder to do with long distance, not impossible, but harder to do. And so if you, again, going back to what Bethany was saying at the beginning, the self-awareness piece here, really take the time to figure out where you fall on this spectrum. And once you become aware of that, you're going to be setting yourself up for more success if you do date long distance
1: absolutely
0: okay so now let's jump to the cons
1: everybody's favorite part
0: (laughs) no okay so communication we're gonna try to do like we lined these up yeah so there's some y'all know us in our lists we like to keep (laughs) things pretty structured around here so cons with communication first of all speaking from experience on both of our parts you are going to need more grace and patience with the guy you're dating long distance because you're not communicating face to face as often. It is so much easier when you're in person all the time because you're picking up not only on, you know, verbal cues, which I get if you're talking on the phone, you get that. But if you're texting, you don't, you're not picking up on anything nonverbal, body language, facial expressions. And it's way harder to do that long distance than it is in person so just be gracious and be patient and understand that's going to take a little more time for you to figure out okay how does he communicate when he you know if he uses that tone is he really just being funny or is he being kind of like sarcastic in a not funny way and which way do I need to interpret it and am I thinking too much about this or you know asking questions and figuring all that out but just try to be as patient as you can Um, in that and then also you may have to learn to communicate in ways that aren't your favorite when it comes to long distance so if you don't like to facetime which i realize there are people who don't
1: i am one of them bethany is one (laughs) of them
0: there may be times particularly the further away you are where facetime is kind of inevitable and i've gotten better with
1: it Th- through this pandemic and we had to use yes. Zoom for everything i mm-hmm. i am not as anti as i used to be <laughs> yes see there's pros to everything.
0: <laughs> but you know if you're only seeing each other in person once a month you may facetime more just to give you that chance to actually see the other person while you're talking but be willing to do that or if you know you like to You know, you would prefer to see each other in person and talk on the phone all the time. But because of the distance and because of y'all's schedules, maybe texting is more feasible. You're going to need to adjust to that a little Mm -hmm. bit. And there's give and take here and there's compromise. But I think going into a long distance relationship, you've got to be willing to do things maybe differently than you've done them before. If you want to make the relationship work, particularly in the realm of communication. Yes.
1: Well, and there's going to be a lot more opportunity to make assumptions about what the other person is thinking because you're not sitting there face to face reading that body language. And just like we talked about in the pro side of communication is that you're going to talk about really big things first and early. And it kind of forces you to do that. The downside is that, nuance of communication takes time when you're not seeing each other face to face and so you've got this tension of talking about this big stuff but not really knowing the nuance of how that person communicates because that takes time to build but one thing and I can't I can't say this enough and Kristen will back me up on this do not make decisions especially one-sided ones Based off of these assumptions. That you're making about what they're thinking. If you haven't talked about it. Talk about things. do Don't don't make decisions. Based off of assumptions. About what someone else is thinking. I'm repeating it again. (laughs) This does not ever. Go well. And I had an experience. Not too too long ago. Where distance was involved. And I thought everything was fine and it was moving right along and everything was good. And I mean, we were a couple of months in and we kind of started talking about it and suddenly the distance wasn't going to work from his side, but there was no discussion of, okay, what does this long distance look like in a longer term scenario? It was, there was no talking about, okay, how, how can we make this work? What does travel look like? What does scheduling look like? All of that he assumed what my answer would have been to all of those things and made a decision based off of it. And that never progressed then because of that. But I did never get a chance to actually say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Here's how this looks from my side. Here's what I can, you know, bring to the table when it comes to logistics. And that was the end of it, which is just not a fun place to be. And that's not fair to that other person. So
0: no, not at all. And I I've been in this situation, a similar situation, too, with two different guys where they both worked in sports of some kind. So they both worked in sports. They both had very demanding schedules and not just, hey, I work a 40 hour week and I'm like they're traveling, weekends, nights, all that stuff. And there were conversations where it was almost like assumed I wouldn't be okay with that, which I'm very aware that a lot of girls probably wouldn't be. However, it's like my dream to be a coach's wife. Yes. Like it would be the absolute greatest thing ever if my husband was a coach and I got to go to ball games all the time. Like Seriously what a though. dream. And, but that was never like, no one ever asked me that. Right. And so it was just kind of assumed, oh, you're not going to be okay when I'm having to be at this stuff all the time or when I have to work late like, or when I have to do I'm this, be like, I'm going to go and <laughs> have fun and have a great time and watch the game and whatever. But if that was never asked, and they just kind of assume, oh well, she's probably not going to like it because what girl wants to go sit at four basketball games mm-hmm. until ten o'clock at night? This one, I would say that this one does ideal. Yes, and so again, and then decisions ended up getting made, not totally ending the relationship, but I do think there were factors in that of. Hey, this probably wouldn't, you wouldn't want this because XYZ. So it's probably not a good idea
1: to continue. Or I was like, well, you wouldn't know because you didn't ask me. Well, and at that point, when someone's already decided it's not going to work, you're not having a discussion about something. You're trying to convince them that what they're thinking is not accurate. And that's a tough battle to fight. Yeah. I mean, they've already decided. It's like even- a verdict's already made, but exactly. you're still trying to plead your case. Exactly. Like, it's you're working backwards. Yep. So
0: just really be careful here when. You know, you could make assumptions. You could ascribe traits or beliefs or preferences to them that may not even be true of them because the communication is going to be different because Mm -hmm. of the distance. But like Bethany said, just don't make decisions based off them. At least ask them. And if your assumption is true, then okay. You at least know. It's no longer an assumption. Exactly. It's a fact. But assumptions are just not a great thing to base decisions yep. off of okay next con and most of y'all can be like well duh Kristen. how long did it take you to write this one um con you don't get to see them as much which this is well done, Yeah. how long did it take
1: you to think of that one
0: this is on the opposite side of oh you get to miss them but con you don't get to see them as much And I cannot caution you enough, particularly if you are listening and you have never been in a long distance relationship, pay very close attention to what I'm about to say. Before you date long distance, you really, really, really need to think about this point because you do not get to see them all the time. And if that is a deal breaker for you, it's okay, but don't put yourself in that position Mm -hmm. and then because you're going to end up bitter, resentful, angry, frustrated, impatient and alone. Yes, exactly. So really, really think about it. Or if you've been in a long-distance relationship before and now you're thinking about going into one again, think about, okay, how did I handle this last time when I didn't get to see him all the time? Does this new guy live closer or further away? What is this going to look like? And am I okay with what this dating situation would look like moving forward?
1: Yes. One thing I would say, too, is that as you're evaluating that of – Am I okay with it? Can I do this, this out or the other? You want, I mean, I've talked about self-awareness this whole episode. You definitely want that to be there. But, I'm going to give you a but here. Don't go too, too far down that road making hard and fast decisions when there is no actual guy on the horizon. Bethany told me this the other day. This is really good (laughs) advice. Keep going. So, what I mean by that is, it's really easy to say right now when there's no prospects... I don't want to do a long distance relationship. I've done it. It didn't work. I want to stay close. And you have closed off your mind to even the possibility of long distance when there's no person on the horizon. And then this great guy comes along who checks a lot of boxes and could be really great for you, but he lives in the next state over or he lives, you know, three hours away in your state and you've said, nope, I'm not doing long distance and you completely write it off. He may be a great guy, so don't. When there's no person involved, don't make too firm of a decision. Be self-aware. Know what would be ideal. Know what would be impossible. And then keep that middle ground open. And then once there is an actual guy there who may live three hours away, that's when you go back up to the top of what we've been talking about. You communicate. You talk about what this looks like. And then you decide can I do this long distance relationship? Not just any. Yes. That's a because they will point. be different. Mm. Um, and I mean, just like you were talking about, you don't get to see them as much. They are all different. If you live five hours away from someone or three hours away and they're in the same state as you are, that's going to look very different than if we're talking about opposite coasts here. Cause now you're talking about flights. You're talking about weekend trips, week long trips, as opposed to just meeting for a long date and, for on a Saturday or whatever. So, even within long distance, things are going to look different. um So, maybe you say, okay, I could do a two or three hour drive on the weekends. I can't do flying to, I don't know, Nebraska every other weekend. So, kind of keep that in mind too.
0: Yeah. Just figure out what you're willing to do and what's feasible for your schedule, your lifestyle, your budget, all of those things. And then, like Bethany said, you, you be careful going outside of that and full disclosure here I'm really I mean I went into Bethany's office on Sunday I was like look here's where I'm at and I need you to tell me if I'm being too picky and expecting too much or if I'm okay and I'm headed down a good direction and she was like Kristen I think it's really easy for you to say I don't want to date long distance. I don't want to have the possibility that I might have to move when there's nobody here. Because She was like, the last two guys you dated, you were willing to move. And you were willing to make a long distance relationship work. I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, what did she tell me? It was, oh, yes. She said, wanting to date long distance and being willing to are two very different things. Yes. So that might, like I said at the beginning, long date. Long dating? What? <laughs> Long distance dating is not my first choice, being totally honest. But am I willing to do it? Yes. So, you know, walk that line as well as you can here. And, again, don't totally close it off because there may be a really great guy who lives a day trip away. And yeah. you could miss out on him because you made this hard and fast rule when there was nobody around. And... He may be everything you've been praying for, or at least most of it. Maybe Mm -hmm. not everything. That's another episode. That's another episode.
1: Yes. Now, there are going to be, like you said, good things about this. There's going to be knowing yourself and things that work well. But the next thing that is a con is there is going to be more adversity. And I talked about this earlier, kind of jumped the gun a little, in that when you see someone that you're dating long distance, you're only going to see the best part of them because they're trying to impress you. We all do that. Um, And they want to enjoy your time together because it doesn't come around all of the time. And so let's just talk about fun, happy things because we only have this much time together. And you don't want to gloss over things and miss things because you're both just putting your best foot forward all the time. And I think you should give it time. I, I don't think, and I am speaking from experience here of not doing this well. Long distance relationships are not something that should be rushed and you will feel pressure to, I don't mean by the person, um, by yourself mainly to, okay, let's hurry up and progress this so that we can not be long distance anymore so that we can be in the same place so that we can be around each other more and giving into that pressure. Like I said, not, I mean, my situation, I didn't feel pressured, by the guy I think we both put a pressure on ourselves to like hurry up because we had to get rid of this distance and it ended up that pressure to hurry was more of a contributing factor to it ending than the actual distance was because we felt like we had to hurry up and figure out all this stuff and suddenly it was like oh wait you're not perfect now that I'm seeing you more and wait you don't handle things well all the time and oh, that's all we saw at first you know And but then we had already kind of put this pressure on ourselves to hurry up and so it, it was a pressure cooker at that point and it just got to a place where it couldn't be worked around so give it time there will be a pressure you will feel pressure that will be part of the adversity is you will feel pressure to hurry up but don't give in to that mm-hmm. and Another thing under, you know,
0: there's not going to be as much adversity, particularly at the beginning, and this may not sound like adversity, but you don't really get to see them in a day-to-day setting. Yes. So you don't know what it's like when, oh my gosh, I had this work thing come up and I've got to really go work on this. Can do you want to just come over and we'll have dinner here and I'll work or, oh, hey, I got to run the grocery store or, oh, hey, my uh car just got a flat. I don't know. I'm making up random stuff here, but. <laughs> You can get a flat on a date in the middle of wherever. (laughs) The point is the little day-to-day things about life don't get taken care of when you have this full fun date planned of just the two of you because you haven't seen each other in three weeks. And so it's a little bit more difficult to know, hey, what does your day-to-day life look like? How do you react to little bumps in the road here and not just... This is obviously an extreme, but it's like what people say when they go on The Bachelor of like, this isn't real life. Mm -hmm. This is us removed from every responsibility and it's vacation. Yeah, it's vacation and you're falling in love. Uh And when you're dating long distance and your relationship is just made up of these one or two days every couple, three weeks of, oh, we get to spend all day together. We don't have to worry about anything. Work's not here. No family, no anybody else. And it's just us. It's really fun, but there's a lack of a sense of reality to it. And so it can be a little difficult to figure out, okay, what would my day-to-day life look like with this person? So, again, give it time because as you give it time, that's when you'll be able to start seeing those things.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, last con. And we already kind of touched on this, but where Bethany's pro was that she cannot be smothered by a long distance relationship. That is a con in my book that I can't be smothered. And this will probably not shock any of you if you've listened to us for any amount of time, but I kind of like being smothered. (laughs) Um, I like when I get to text a guy all day every day and the, you know, long long phone calls multiple <laughs> times a week and the uh, you know i cannot get enough of this person and bethany so many times she's been like good you are just you are handling this really well she's like i would have <laughs> crawled under a rock by now and i'm like i'm loving this this is no. so great and it's just so funny how different we are but um it's hard again not impossible but it's hard to have that experience when you're not together a lot and so if anything you can almost kind of be tempted to pick up the pace of the relationship kind of like you were saying mm-hmm. so that you can get to a point where you can't see each other all the time and you're talking all the time and all this stuff because if we're separated I don't feel like I can get you know as much time with this person mm-hmm. as I want to um Because of the distance and rushing, rushing any relationship, I don't really condone, but particularly a long distance one, just try to pace yourself as much as you can. I'm not saying you got to, you know, wait three years before you get engaged if you're, you know, 27 like me, but don't feel like, oh my gosh, if I don't know in two months, then we're done. No, just take your time, take it easy And if it works out, you'll eventually get smothered. You know, (laughs) you'll eventually be in the same place where this will all work out. But, you know, if that's something you struggle with, like me, it's okay that that's a little bit of a, you know, if it's a con to you. But just, again, be aware of it before you put yourself in a long-distance relationship. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we have talked through really the pro and con side of several of the same things. Basically the, you know, there's a pro to communicating long distance and there are cons to long distance when it comes to communicating. And I think it comes back to knowing, knowing how you handle things, knowing areas where you need to grow, knowing areas where you're strong and both of y'all knowing that about each other. Um, And when you do that, you are building the foundation for, a relationship that communicates well, that moves forward, that isn't tossed to and fro by the day to day life things that will come up because those are going to come up even once you're in the same place. And so know that about yourself and hopefully he will do the same thing. Um, and then you can move forward. But one thing I do want to just kind of I guess, encourage you with, or I don't know, make you aware of, that's not the right way of saying it, I guess, but go into this knowing that when you're dating long distance, you are not going to be able to date the same way your friends do who have boyfriends that live locally. And you hear that statement and you're like, Oh, well obviously, but it can be hard when everyone wants to go out. Let's go out this weekend with our boyfriends and go to a movie and dinner and you can either go by yourself with them or not go. But it's not because you're not dating someone. It's because he's in a different state. And that's a, that can be a hard thing. That can be frustrating. Um, so just be aware of that. That it's going to look different, but that's okay. And be aware of some of the things that might jump up that you're not expecting when it comes to that. But overall... I think long-distance relationships can work. I think they take hard work, but so do all relationships. (laughs) It just might be, it might look different, but know your boundaries, know what's realistic for you and move forward carefully and slowly within that.
0: Beautifully done by our resident closer. I'm just sitting here nodding. Y'all can't (laughs) see that, but I'm like, yes, yes, all the things. Well, we hope that was helpful for you guys. And as you are either contemplating a long distance relationship or currently in one or trying to figure out if you're even okay with it that this was (laughs) helpful in getting you to figure that out so be sure to come back on friday for our very first backstage pass episode we're very excited it's gonna be great and thanks for joining us for today yeah but until next time i'm Kristen and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle